Hey everybody, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living and making great art. I'm your host, Andy J. Miller. Our syndicate is Illustration Age. You can find the show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Let's get in. All right, guys, man, I am so thrilled to bring you this episode. Seriously, this is one of the best interviews that I've ever recorded. So in the month of August, I spent a weekend at the Ghost Scout training camp. Uh, This is run by Dan Bandit, and that's who the interview is with, aka Ghost Shrimp. He is the original background designer for Adventure Time. He created the the universe, you know, the treehouse, the whole world of those first two seasons, these iconic, uh, this iconic universe of Adventure Time. This is the guy who created the universe. Um, and this guy is uh, phenomenal, extremely inspiring, and he puts on this Ghost Scout Ghost Scout training camp all of the month of August, where he brings out uh, the cadets. Uh, around nine folks, I think, to come out and build forts and exercise and hike and draw and draw and draw and spend time with the guests. So he had me out this year. Um, He also had Kent Osborne, who's the head writer of Adventure Time, Kent's brother, Mark Osborne, who was the director of Kung Fu Panda and The Little Prince and all kinds of other things. And uh, yeah, so I got to meet Kent, I wasn't there for uh, Mark being around, but uh, I got to meet Kent, spend some time with him. He was hilarious and inspiring. And uh, I got to have this long conversation with Dan um, on the last day before I left, and it was just full of creative genius. This guy is the real deal. He's got such a good heart uh, for creative people, and uh, I was just really, really inspired by this guy's ability to create not just the universe of uh, Adventure Time, but his own universe that plays by his own rules. Um, And yeah, I'm sure you're going to take away so much good creative wisdom from this talk. So just to give you a little background on the old Ghost Scout training camp, these guys go out there for the whole month of August. Uh, at the end, you get a code name. You get your. Uh, you get on the website roster. You get to. You get to join the online work sharing group, and you get to come back for the annual Ghost Scout Summit as a counselor or a resident, or just to hang out with the friends. Um, it's really, really phenomenal. It, it was, I'm sure, life changing for a lot of these people. It's like a really intensive uh, period of time where you're intertwining your mental, physical, creative self um, into this ball of energy and work. Um, And it was just, uh, you know, I only spent um, a handful of days out there, but um, it made a big impact on me. And so I know you're going to love this interview. Um, Check it out with my man, Dan Bandit, a.k.a. Ghost Shrimp. Here we go. And just a warning, if you've got little kids around or it's not your thing, there is some graphic language, so beware. You've been warned. 
I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new Fluid Engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him, like, you should go check it out. You're going to be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was going to tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, AnnieJPizza.com if you want to see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Yushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. I'll be able to pick up everything in here. Okay, much. perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, for some reason, got this itch. I started working on this album cover with my buddy Factor, who we've worked together for like decades. And he had yeah. this project where he had this photograph that he wanted to work with, and he wanted to do something kind of more experimental with uh-huh. it. And I said, well, yeah, send me the photograph, and then maybe I'll do like an alternate reality version of the photograph, and then we can do some kind of see-through thing. Mm-hmm. And so that turned into this, uh, and awesome. that was just like a just total immersion where, you know, I just was like just working and reworking and reworking this mm. illustration for at least a month you know oh, I mean, so th- this is also like building my house in the morning and yeah, hanging with the kids yeah. so my, you know my life is you know a little particular in my schedule but just cranking on this and just sitting down and reworking it till everything oh, that's amazing everything was really perfect and then that that got me really hungry because i was like wow this is the best drawing i've ever done and then yeah. and then i was like all right now i gotta top it and i was like the next drawing is gonna be oh, better my guys gosh, these are and so good i forgot to bring up i have this one colored uh, but this was the next one I did, and then this was the last one that I just did. So I've gone on this epic quest of just uh, trying to just destroy, so you know, pu- just push myself so far. And, you know, I ended up working on this one for six weeks and this mm-hmm. one for six weeks. And, you know, it's like it's totally ridiculous because so this is like inspiring. a six eight hundred dollar album cover. But, you know, and, and also I'm working on them at the same Can time. I take too. Photos oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And I'm working on them at the same time, too. So I'll overlap projects. That's something I learned when I was working on Adventure Time. Yeah, because I was freaking out. I had never, you know, coming in as an illustrator, 
I had, I had, I've been used to working like three to seven days on an illustration. You know, most right. editorial stuff is like Friday to Monday, stuff like that. Yep. So I was coming out, you know, spending at least three days working on an illustration. And then uh, they were like, well, yeah, this is great. We'll give you the job. But like, you need to show us that you can do the speed. And I was just like, oh my God, there's no way. <laughs> it's just freaking out of my mind. But I was like, I yeah. can't lose this opportunity. So it literally came down to one weekend where I was literally either going to get the Adventure Time job or go home to yeah. to here, you know, yeah, from LA, yeah. like just like a failure. So, you know, I, I just dug deep and I totally freaked out and I, and I was able to figure out, I blew up the storyboard panel and taped it behind my picture. And instead of drawing with pencil, normally my process is to draw with pencil and and do tons and tons of erasing and just really dig in for mm-hmm. that that's that hidden illustration in that page and then so instead of instead of that since my mind was trained that way i was like all right i'm just going to sit down i'm going to blow up the storyboard panel behind the the background page that i'm working on mm. and i'm just going to attack it straight with a pen you know oh, so i don't man. have the chance mm. to erase and i did have like a whiteout pen with me but it's still it just yeah. you know the permanence of the line kind of just like made my mind just be more accurate and I was able to bang out a a background in you know half a day or something which still you need to be able to do it faster than that but it was a total breakthrough and I was like yes and I went in and I was like guys I did I did this in like a matter of hours and they're like yeah and we're like let's do this so you know it's uh it's funny the rest is kind of history actually in the in the adventure time backgrounds yeah you could you could flip through but I have the tests that I was doing and um and and uh and one of them, these these ones, these were the sort of tests that I was doing for the show. So you can see these are like, these are definitely like three day, you know, uh, yeah. how I would approach an illustration before I would ink it. And so this was the first iteration of the Candy Kingdom. Oh, and uh, and then this was the <laughs> second one. And this is based, yeah. this is, they, they digitally inked this. And I think they might have added some trees in here, but this right. is the That's Candy it. Kingdom. There you go. And, uh, That's so awesome. Yeah, and my dad has one. I did one. I did a few of the treehouse, and my dad has one that's like four of these sheets together as the tree as the treehouse, and it's on the kitchen wall. Oh he loves it. Gosh, he was like, he's amazing. like, "Can I have this?" Oh, and I was like, "All right, dad, I'll give it to you." That's so cool. But yeah, there's some other fun stuff in here. This is the this is like the sketch of the treehouse yeah. before it was the treehouse. Which is a fun one. And then uh, this was in the coffee table book. None of the storyboarders knew like how the house was like physically navigated. So yeah. I was like, I'll make you a map. So right. we made the little post-it map and <laughs> yeah. the poop bucket. I had the idea of like that's sometimes so when you saw the outside shot, you'd see the little poop bucket come down out of the out- yeah, out of the bathroom. I don't so know if funny. the bathroom the bathroom ever made it in. I tried yeah. to like write an episode <laughs> once that was like based in the bathroom so yeah. we'd get in there, but it didn't didn't that's fly. Hilarious. But but yeah. But yeah, so that's so. Uh, so, so where did all the, uh, all of the? Because you've talked to me a little bit about it, but they don't know about like where the inspiration for, the the you know the fort the you know the treehouse and all that. Where did that come from for you? The inspiration definitely came from at the before I went out to L.A. I had gotten this. Uh, I I got I I I found myself in a situation where I'd been working with my friend who had a hundred acres on this mountain in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. this forest. And I, I just started working with him. He, him and his brother were working every day. Uh, Eb and Abe Dor, they were working every day, um, build, uh, fixing up these hunting cabins. And uh, I, I went up there and I was like, oh my God, like this is so much fun. I'm, can I come up every weekend and yeah. just like work with you guys, like cutting trails in the woods and like yeah. banging on these cabins? And they're like, hell yeah. So we'd go up every weekend and we'd work all day and we'd have this like a steak tip cookout at night and like drink some beers, and, like hang out. And it was just yeah. so much fun. 
And I was like, wow, like I, I immediately saw that as an artist, if I was able to get a little piece of property and build a little cabin for myself that, you know, I could basically have a hundred percent creative freedom. You know, it would really take the overhead out of the picture. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And I just was so enchanted with that idea. And I'm a real, like, I like to just um, throw myself in ridiculous projects yeah. that I like to have no idea what I'm doing, but it's just <laughs> like, I had a really strong intuition. So he said, Hey, build a cabin up here while you're waiting to get your own land. And, and I don't know how even serious he was, but I was like, okay, let's do it. And like, I came back with a chainsaw the next weekend oh and gosh. I'm like, let's build this man. And he's like, okay, let's go find a spot and we went out in the middle of the woods and he's like all right we'll clear it out and then cutting down trees and uh, and i ended up uh living up there for like about three years all together from like tent in from some from starting in a tent in mm. the winter time with my dog oh my god i was so psyched that it was like the middle <laughs> of winter and i was in a tent and i would i would my I, I would have two winter sleeping bags and my dog keenan would get down he would go in the sleeping bags at night and sleep <laughs> at my feet and like we would just huddle in there oh and just work gosh. work till it worked till it was too cold to work and then get in there and uh so we started out in the tent and then eventually got in the cabin and spent you know three years during that process and um and just doing a lot of illustration at that mm. time working for the new yorker working for the new york times doing a lot of editorial stuff doing doing all kinds of different work yeah um did some skis did some different different fun projects that were coming in and also projects i was you know always contacting like bands i wanted to work with doing album cover stuff like that mm-hmm. and hustling then, with all yeah that. totally yeah. hustling i was definitely hustling right out the gate i was determined mm. to start my career off the day i left school and i was definitely doing that you did know being was, like out in the uh, wilderness change your work? Definitely. It changed my work because it was a very focused effort to like deconstruct kind of my mind and really create a strong vision of what I wanted to do. You know, uh. at this point I was like, this was like maybe 20, 21 to 24 or something like that. Yeah. And I knew I had a lot of ideas in my head that were like kind of planted there through school or through kind of other people's expectations that I did that 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 I knew didn't have to do with my goals mm-hmm. and I wanted to kind of go you know that 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 like that epic you know, a uh, thing where you go off into the wilderness alone and you kind of like tear yourself down and build yourself back up. And it actually really worked. You know, I, I got really into s- deep focus with my work up mm. there. I would spend days without seeing other people. I would mm. obviously go right into town and hang out. I was riding yeah. my bike in and I would hang with my, my parents were like 20 miles away. I would ride over there and hang out with them on weekends and stuff. And, um, and my mom would pick me up. She, she like her church, actually, she's a minister. Her church was like past the land so she would yeah. pick me up on the weekends oh, and, cool. and i would go hang out with them and so it was <laughs> what a, did they think about you being out in the wilderness they definitely were like well we'll see what happens like <laughs> i was always doing like insane stuff from the get off so yeah. like i think like everything i've done in my life my parents are like okay well we'll, we'll see, see what goes. happens yeah. some of it has been a total flame out and some yeah. of it's been like you know but that's just kind of how i've like sharpened my blade on that's these awesome. like ridiculous things that i see in my head and just mm. chase after i've i've kind of had no I've kind of had no other option because I don't have any other skills really. Like I only have like, I'm like this too. just, just, I'm, I'm just driven to do something and I do that. And then from the information I get from either miserably failing or, or any, any from small success to big mm-hmm. success, you know, it's all the same to me. If you fail or if you succeed, it's like information. It's like information of where yeah. to go next. Yeah, you know then what I'm you saying? can iterate. So, and Jim, Jim Carrey has a great quote that I love. And he says that, cause his dad 
wanted to be like a comedian or yeah. something, but he ended up doing the safe path of being an accountant, right. failing, right. and then having to be a janitor. Mm-hmm. And so his quote is, uh, you can fail at what you don't want, so you might right. as well try what you do want. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, so so I had been living in this cabin and really figured out that I definitely wanted to homestead. It was like a test for me. I def- I grew up in a real rural you know rural setting and just mm-hmm. my whole, I had a really idyllic New England childhood where you're running around in the woods all the time with a pack of kids and building forts and having fun and drawing and watching cartoons so and this is vermont no this is western massachusetts this is like outside of amherst where umass is so i grew up out there in the sticks and um and and i started to realize wow like this is really i really want to buy land i want to homestead i want to raise my family like in the woods and i didn't grow up like building or hunting or fishing but building my own cabin really gave me just this sense of like wow like i'm i i have this uh, this ability to create my own reality Mm. like like not only in my artwork can i think up the most imaginative things i can do and do them but you know i can do that in in the world in the world and that's and then i thought wow like i was always really wanted to make like really unique and personal work that was that was what i was gravitating towards and really starting to dig into it at that time and i thought wow if i'm creating my own life as I'm creating this work, it's going to make my work so much more powerful. I'm going to be mm-hmm. coming from a different place than other people. You know, mm-hmm. I've always kind of pushed that's away. Total, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've oh, always, yeah. I've always naturally like pushed away from the pack. Like I've always wanted to differentiate myself. Like even as just a teenager and stuff. So, so to the the idea of doing that with my work, like wow, no one that I know is doing this. So if I do this, my work is going to be coming from such this is a so creative, imaginative oh place. Gosh, so I, I was hitting it. on all these cylinders right yes. out the gate and I was I was lucky enough to be getting you know a regular work from the New York Times at this point I was doing like a job a month which was like $500 which was definitely more than I needed to kind of fund this yeah, this little yeah. endeavor because I think I was paying my cousin Eb like $50 a month yeah. to live up there or something <laughs> like that so it was you know and, and I would help him too it was mm-hmm. very much like helping him and he was helping me and we were just you know really having a good time but can I just pause yeah, yeah, real quick because yeah. I, I don't want people to miss that idea that I talk a lot about like if you want unique work, you've got two things that are unique and they're your DNA and they're your experience. Yeah. And your DNA you can't change, but your experience, mm-hmm. like what, I've never heard anybody approach it that way. Like I can only give what I've got and I can actually change what I've yes. got by changing yes. my experience. Absolutely. So, oh, I, so I was there, I was there to not only unpack a bunch of baggage that had been lumped on me th- all through school and stuff. Mm. I, I, I was miserable at school. I hated it. I would push back all the time, constantly being thrown out. Wouldn't have made it through without like the whole resource room set up for kids what, with what the ADHD and all that. That's like that's like where they don't make you take tests in class because you you know like how you were talking about uh, the timed things yeah. psych your mind out. I was just like that, but I yeah. wouldn't even try. I'd be like f you like yeah. that, and then I'd be thrown out, and that was it. I would rather I would just start getting rowdy when I couldn't do anything. I'd just start to rile up the other yeah, kids, man. like basically what I do here, but in a positive way, right? But back then I had no vision of my future, so I would just rile up things in an anarchistic way. Now yeah. I do it in a super proactive and positive. Because Constructing versus yeah. constructing. Right, yeah, but then yeah. it was just like I just got pleasure and driving my teachers mad and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah. so so yeah, so so I was there to really deconstruct these negative things that were that were kind of like that I was battling and I was just gonna make myself into 
the the character I wanted to be. I thought my life is a story, and I'm going to choose which character I'm going to be. Mm. You know, and I was really starting to just just the, just that thing of taking it into your own hands, literally, and you're building your house you're going to live in. You know, and and also like my family like came in on the Mayflower and has like been in New England ever since. <sighs> so like there was like I definitely feel like I was tapping into something yeah. like deep, like That's you so know. So it was crazy. Uh, so I was I was just I was just I was looking at life and seeing all the signposts pointing me in this direction, yes. and it was just really working. So I'm there, I'm in pure bliss, I'm so happy, I'm getting work, um, but I'm not getting enough work to like save up like a, thousands of dollars to put down on property. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm living and I'm having a fun time and I'm doing good and my career's going off, but you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm there in the cabin, and I'm thinking, hmm, how am I, how, what's the next step? How do I save up a chunk of money to put a down payment on my land and, and start mm-hmm. to do this, start to implement this in my life for real? And, um, and you know, there was, there was some different things. There's more complications to the story, but basically I got this opportunity from Cartoon Network to come. And so I'm living in this cabin, you know, that I built this fort that I built with my dog, you know, it's me and my dog living in this fort that I built. <clears throat> and then, you know, these steps happen. And then I'm sitting in the, in the, in with Penn, who I had become friends with Penn and Pat. I had done a little work on uh, flapjack, which was kind of preceded adventure time and Penn had board on adventure time. Penn and, Ward Pat, and Penn Ward and Pat McHale. Yeah. And so I'm sitting in the office with them and they say, you know, we're trying to get adventure time to work. Um, you know, we're having some trouble getting the world working. We think that we want adventure time to take place in a ghost shrimp world. Mm. And I was just like, boom. Oh, so, man. so I literally had taken, you know, I had just been living that world and then they want me to do it living so it just, in this fort with it, your dog yeah. and, and it was that and it was that thing dog. where like you're following this wacky vision that even my parents were like you're gonna go live in the woods huh like everybody <laughs> thought it was just so weird and nuts oh, like i love like it I, so like, I, like i went to school in brooklyn i'm i'm, I'm you know I'm, i have my career going and then all of a sudden i'm just going into the woods to like you know do this like deconstructionist thing people oh, think like oh gosh. boy he's, he's losing it but it's so funny because I was just, I followed my intuition. It was so hard because I didn't know how to build. I had days where I would cry out there and be like, what the fuck? It would be, I mean, <laughs> pouring rain. I'm trying to put this house yeah. together. You know, my dog's like running around, like killing chickens <laughs> down the road. Like I just like so in over my head, oh but my like, gosh. I just knew, I intuitively knew that this was, I was killing the weakness yeah. in me. I was following my dream. This was going to lead me to where I needed to go. Camping in the snow. This was going to lead to it. Oh. You know, Can so, I just stop you there? Yeah, quick what do you think like we don't have to get specific but i i mean stories like this are just so amazing and i think there's so much you can learn from this as a person and just what is it that is that set you up to do that like what what is the thing that's calling you to do this thing and setting you up for this perfect kismet like moment i mean i think it's a lot of things i think it's growing up in the woods and then i think it's having such a hard time struggling to fit into the to the world that's been created out there and then just realizing i realized when i started to struggle as a teenager you know 13 through 17 were just miserable years for me i mean Mm. i still had fun i still had friends i still did a lot of stuff but like inside i just had no vision of where i wanted to go so i was constantly looking at the world and seeing that you know most people were not living were not like like their job wasn't the most passionate thing that they love to do you know i was just thinking like man this just seems like you're kind of following in the footsteps of a lot of people who had like just not the greatest ideas you know and this that the human human reality is just a set of choices that people made and Mm -hmm. like 
I, so I want to make my own choices. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just accept the default template that's being handed to me because I didn't fit into it. So, so it came through the struggle and also came through, uh, like I know I touched on, it's another huge story, but you know, um, at the end of that, you know, how I came out of that real struggling and, and not having any purpose was that incident where I was at the beach and I, you know, basically was jumping off these cliffs, but I fell off this 40 foot cliff, shattered every bone in both my feet immediately, broke my ankle three places, my wrist, and literally just hit rock bottom, right? Ooh. And I come out, yeah. my bone's sticking out of my foot. And, you know, we go to, we go to the, I go get to the hospital and, you know, they can't, my feet are such a mess, they can't even do surgery for two weeks. They go, your feet are like jello. They need to take some kind of shape before we can even work on them again. And then, you know, I'm going through the process. I have the surgeries and they say, you know, well, we don't know if you're ever going to walk again. And to me, that was the moment that it clicked. And I said, okay, I'm done having things happen to me. I am now going to make things happen for myself. Mm -hmm. And that was the birth of that mentality that was so hungry to just tear out the bullshit, tear out the wiring that had been put in me that Mm -hmm. was sabotaging me, that was, you know, that that was undermining, you know, that my, 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 uh, you know, I had to build, I knew I had to build up my self-esteem. I needed to build up the powers in me. I knew I had the powers in Mm -hmm. me. I, I knew that ADHD was my superpower yeah, and I man. needed to stop having it having I needed to stop listening to people telling me that it's a disability super weakness. and I needed it to become my super strength that so that cuz to me ADHD means that you have zero attention span for things that are boring and you have basically unlimited attention span the with training you love. for the things that you love to do Absolutely. you know so it was it was me saying I I have more focus than most people around me. I'm going to keep honing that. I'm going to work that and I'm going to use that to differentiate myself. I am going to create my own reality. I am going to live the life that I want to live that all these that, that I see that people aren't doing, you know, because because they don't have they don't have I had more fire. I could Ooh. see right away. I have more fire than all these yeah. people. So I need to use this fire to create, not to destroy. Mm. So that's, I think, when I'm in that cabin and I'm working on it and it's so hard, that's what's keeping me not give up. I'm saying, no, I'm not going to say that this is too hard and go and go back and get a job and do this. I'm going to keep creating my dream, my fantasy reality, because I can just start to, because Mm -hmm. as soon as I saw it, when I stepped on the property at my cousin's hundred acres there, we call Mm -hmm. it mystery mountain. Um, you know, as soon as I stepped on mystery mountain and saw that it was like, okay, and nothing was going to let me nothing, you know, I knew that nothing was going to hold me back. So no amount of failure on that mountain that I knew all the failure that happened on that mountain was going to get me closer to where I wanted to go. That that was the weak parts of me that were dying. So, uh, you know, I think that there might be totally scientific explanations for it, but I don't think we have like words for it. So I'm yeah. comfortable talking about it in kind of esoteric weird terms. Yeah. But um, I think one thing that I've noticed is all throughout my life, the things that I find to be my purpose were things that there were outside forces telling me were my problem. Yeah. And it just happened my whole life that yeah. happened. Uh, and, and it makes you self-conscious about the things that are actually fantastic and yeah. unique and different about you. The totally. things that stick out, they're the things that are like, why are you like that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I shouldn't be like that. Yeah. And that's actually your thing. Yeah, that's, yeah totally. Absolutely. And then did you have like a like an internal nudge like when something felt right or like was it, you know, did you feel like um, 
Yeah, were you just following like an in, that in, you said intuition? Yeah, well, it? just like how you say like you know, it's like creative creativity is like breastfeeding. The more yeah. you pump, the more it flows. It's like yes. intuition is like that too. I tell people I intuition is your internal compass. If you're not actively testing your intuition, you know, fearlessly, like oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I might totally fail at this, but I'm feeling pulled in this direction. Mm. Whether it's your relationships, whether it's trying a job, a vocation, a hobby, your friendships with people. Sometimes you just meet someone and it clicks you know like, yeah. oh my god like, it's just you you're you're just you know that's when you're you're engaging in the life that is ahead of you you mm. know so yeah so so i think just flexing that and just working on that intuitive muscle all the time and and chasing it down and looking at those signposts of life really you know i don't know if it's do you like think they're science or do you think it's something else i have no idea i mean i think that i think that sometimes trying to like i love science i love religion i love mm. all that to me it's all information that you yeah. can pull from. I don't need to pick or choose one or the other. Mm -hmm. I don't need to try to define it. If defining it helps, then that's good. But sometimes defining it can kind of limit it because you go, wait, True. what am I feeling? Is this, is this, is it, what, what category is this? And I think like, you know, I like to think, like I say in the mornings here, like I'm a creative animal in an infinite universe just on this like lush living planet. Mm. If I start from there, then I know that, you know, I'm very clear, I'm very open and I'm allowing myself to be pulled in yeah. the directions. I'm feeling that magnetic pull of the intuitive compass. Which yep. way is it going? And just being being totally okay with failure being just as useful as success. I think if you can wrap, truly wrap your mind around that, then you're going to be happy in your life because you're going to figure it out. I think a lot of people hold back because they're just afraid of failing. That yes. I think holds most people back right off the bat. I think there's two things there. One, I think one, one of the things I talk to people about science, religion, ideas, whatever, getting so hung up on, is this the exact articulation of the truth? I, I don't know how helpful that is, but I do think that what's the idea that serves you mm -hmm. to serve other people. Mm -hmm. So like what are the what are the ideas that get you motivated, yeah. pump you up? Maybe they're maybe they're just like a, a parable yeah. that, that perfectly sums up this thing that pushes you in the right direction. Go with that. And I think that that's fine. Um oh, there was another way I wanted to take it, but I don't remember what it is. Well, yeah, I think just the practice of it is so important because you want to build up the experience. It's just like the repetitions of a fighter, the repetitions of a basketball player. Because mm, another part of this is like, so you know, it was it was it was what what allowed me to push when I was in that cabin was the breaking my feet and all mm. the struggle I had gone through. Another thing, you know, I, we had just talked earlier about that one weekend where it came down where I was going to get that job on Adventure Time or not to even raise the stakes of that weekend. Okay, so I had gone out there to, uh, you know, I had freelanced for Flapjack a little bit in my cabin, and they had talked me into coming out. I wasn't super thrilled with moving to L.A., but I thought, okay, if I move, because I was in paradise, right? I'm in this cabin, but I want to get to the next step. I want to do this on my own property, you know, so I'm thinking. This is the journey away from home. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's like, okay, if I go out to L.A., um, for a few years, this is going to give me the cash that I need to get my own land and, and start this for myself and my family. And so I go out there and I, and I do, I've done three storyboards freelance for them. And then I do one storyboard uh, in-house. And then during the process of pitching the second storyboard, it comes to a head that you know, the, 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 the people that I've been working with on Flapjack, for whatever reason, are having personality conflicts with me. And 
it comes down to that I that basically it's it that that I'm fired. Okay, oh, so Christ. I move out to L.A. to yeah. chase this dream, and within six weeks. I'm fired. And it's the most devastating, almost oh devastating gosh. day of my life. And I go, oh my fucking God, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, I just signed a $15,000 lease that my dad co-signed on. Uh. Just absolutely devastated. Okay. And then the next day is the day that Penn and Pat come in and they go, look, we want you to design the world for Adventure oh Time. Oh my gosh. So, you know, it's like. Were you crying? I was, I, oh, I was crying. <laughs> I was so, yeah, yeah Pete Browngart. Oh, so Pete good. Browngart, who did uh, Secret Mountain Fort Awesome. He's doing Uncle Grandpa right now. He's the creator and he's the voice of Uncle Grandpa. He's my really good friend. He's my cousin. And I call him up and I'm like, man, they just fired me. Fuck them. Like, what the fuck? Like, I just got out here. I can't believe this. <laughs> you know, but it's, but, but it, the more you hear about it, like we heard Kent talking, Ken Osborne, mm-hmm. the head writer of Avengers Time, he got fired from all these jobs. It's like, it's very common, you know, but for me, it was coming from out here, not, 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 not Never even wanting to go to Hollywood necessarily, yeah. getting out there, feeling like I'm the shit, and then immediately getting canned. Like, oh oh, this gosh. isn't working out, man. We're going to have to fire you. And I'm just like, wait, what? You know, just totally <laughs> devastated. So then, so, but then the next day I get that, I get the chance to design the world for Avengers Time. Hey man, we really want you to do it. We really want you to do it. Um, so, but, but, but the studio wants you to test. So then I'm testing, but I'm taking too long. And then it literally, it comes down again. It's a test. You know, when you're chasing that dream, it's the, it's the test and it all comes down. So when, when it came to that weekend of, Hey, you either need to figure out how to draw 10 times faster than you've ever drawn in your life, or you're going home again. (laughs) Like I got saved. I got saved one time. I got pulled up on that raft, but then they go, Oh, but that raft's also sinking. So Uh, unless you can build yourself a new raft, which you've never done right now, you're also (laughs) still going to die you know so like so i'm there and i'm just but but i i I, i'm sitting there at the desk and i'm you know i've been through being in the woods in the snow building my cabin not knowing what the hell i'm doing i've been through the doctor telling me that i'm never gonna walk again and knowing that if i just clear my mind and i sit down and i summon everything i have and i push that i will figure it out and it's Mm. so it's those things it's like you can't hope that when the big opportunity comes or you know an opportunity presents itself no matter how big or small but one you've been waiting for one you've been wanting you can't hope that you know you're 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 lucky enough to be prepared you need to be a thousand percent prepared mm. for that moment it's mm. all the things that have come before then that get you that yes. opportunity you know that allow you to 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 make the most of that opportunity you know if i hadn't followed my intuition and pushed myself through that struggle. Number one, I probably wouldn't have never been set up to get there because it was a very, you know, one, two, three Mm -hmm. thing to get there. But I would, I would have crumbled under that pressure. I don't, I don't, I don't particularly like pressure. I don't like to be behind. I don't like to come up unprepared. I'm always trying to be overprepared. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was in college, I started, I would get up at 6am every day, even through the summers and work just to be, to be totally honed in. Exactly. Just to feel like, oh, I'm, yeah. Yeah, 100% honed in, you know, so, so to, to, you know, to be so outside of your comfort zone and now the stakes so high and to have to just, I mean, I, you know, if I can't figure this out today, I'm literally packing up, I'm going home, I'm probably gonna be $15,000 in the hole. Plus I borrowed $3,000 from my grandpa to like make the trip out here, Mm -hmm. you know, just so, but, but, and then, so you just have to find a way that, that drawing on that past experience, drawing on all that, it's that idea of showing up, working your intuition working your work ethic I mean intuition and work ethic are the two things that are going to get you where you want to go you know there's going to be I'm not a huge believer that like 
a you know, you're going to miss your big shot. I think there's always going to be more opportunities, but like you could keep missing every opportunity oh, yeah. too. You yeah, know, I yeah, missed opportunities yeah. right out of school. I almost had a bunch of children's book deals. I was working with a publisher, Simon Schuster every week. And I really thought I was going to get a children's book, but it just fell through, mm. you know? So there's a lot of steps along the way of a successful career that just don't pan out. But the thing is to just keep coming back to it no matter what. And even no matter how devastated you are, you get up at 6 a.m. the next day, whether you have a job or not, and you draw. And you, 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 if you want to be a professional illustrator, start being a professional illustrator in your life. And then, you know, up. right, exactly. Yeah. You have to make, no one's going to say, welcome to the job. Now you're a professional. No, no, no. You have to become a professional. Before you they give de- you a job you as a to, professional. You have to develop your p- professional practices. You have to develop a professional routine. No one's going to call you up and you're sleeping until one and they say, okay, you got the job. Come on in tomorrow. You know, it's just not how it works. Prime. Yeah, exactly. Because no. you're not going to be ready because you're going to be, your mind's not going to be ready till one o'clock to work. Yeah, you know, it's like, totally. so it's that, yeah, it's that idea you got to prove yourself first. Exactly. Prove your concept. You know, it's like we were talking about with Andrew. It's like, don't, if you're not proven, don't go out and pitch a bunch of people something. Go around with an amazing finished product and put it in their hands and say, let me do this for you. Yes. They, you executives, they're executives because they don't have imagination. Exactly. Right? Don't make them work they for it. They can't ink the pages right. in, the mind, right. in your right. mind. Like if you they can. were creative and imaginative, they would be on the creative side. Yes. So you need, to, you need to show them a product that they say, yes, I'm an executive. I can sell this. In some cases, I can totally ruin this, and then, <laughs> you know, but that's how it works. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, to, okay. So, let's talk a little bit. Well, real quick before I move on, I just want to say, like, I love this because as someone who has started to be, uh, you know, I have people looking to me for advice, and so like. I have just found that I've taken actually a lot of risks, yep. like a lot, yep. and I continue to. Yeah. But it's hard to tell people, other people to do it. Like you right. want to tell them the smart way. Right. I'm like, I've done it the dumb way a bunch right. of times, risked right. it, right. did the intuition thing. But yeah. So I love hearing all that story. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why I always, when people come here to camp to talk, the visiting artists, I always say, what was your biggest struggle? Mm. You know, to me, that is some of the most useful information because totally. then when someone is in that hole, when they've just been fired, when their dream is crumbling in front of them, they can go, oh, wait, I remember, you know, Ghost Trip was talking about this. Annie J. Miller was talking about this. You know, this is what happened to them. I can do this too. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. need to know that that's part of the picture. A lot of times you only hear about people's successes, True. but every single person, it's cliche, but you still don't hear it. It's cliche. They've all had immense failure in their yes. life and that's what gave them, it's it's getting back up. It's how, it's being successful is how many times do you get back up? Totally. You know what I'm saying? Totally. The people that gave up on their dreams, they got knocked down a few times and they said, I'm, I'm, I'm just chilling here. I'm good where I'm at, you know? Mm-hmm. And the people that succeed and continue to succeed because it's one thing to have a couple years where you run uh you know you get you get a couple opportunities and you're able to build on them but one those opportunities stop just like you're saying you hit a, you everybody hits points in their career it can come at any point where yes. the things dry up and then you go okay well what's my next move and you mm-hmm. got to make it happen for yourself you got to go back to the to the beginning where you where you didn't have anything and you made something out you know you made you proved it you have to constantly prove it and yeah. that's that's why you know I that that's why I've been on this latest run of okay what is my absolute best drawing yeah. you know just I want to dig in I want to sh- I want to just I want to draw something that I never even thought I could do. You know, I want to push so far and so deep that I'm going to blow myself away. You know, sometimes that, you got to go on those quests. That principle right there is even sounds simple, mm-hmm. but it's super powerful. I've went through periods where I'm like, I want to make 
the best possible thing I can make. Yeah, like it's not easy. Reach in, yeah, <laughs> it's not and, easy. but it, but it, yeah, totally. It's a, like a, it's a really good mind yeah. game. Uh, so the other thing I want to talk about, uh, last thing is Ghost Camp. Yeah, uh, that's where we're at. That's yep. what we've been doing. Yep. and I, you know, just tell us a little bit about what it is and you know all that good stuff. Yeah. So Ghost Scout Training Camp is basically my my stab at two things: creating like the ultimate fantasy summer camp for adults yeah. Yeah. of like all the things that I would have done as a kid if I if I had like chainsaws and like <laughs> you know just like twenty five acres that were my own and all this stuff. Um, but also recreating that 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 time for me in the woods where I kind of deconstructed, I disconnected. Especially today, I mean, the internet wasn't even as all pervasive cell phones were just getting big and that was like 2003 right i mean they didn't even have i remember up there was i had like the first like palm pilot that could go on the internet because that's how i would connect from there and it was like it would you'd plug your computer into it and it would constantly be dropping the signal and you'd pull up the internet on the phone and it would just be like a jumble of squares (laughs) because no sites were made for the internet yeah you know so um wait wait what was that where i I lost talking about how uh this oh yeah, so, so yeah, so, so yeah, so much of it is just unplugging, deconstruct, like unplugging, having the space to just clear your mind. I think there's something very magical about getting out into the forest and spending time bonding with people. This is like mm. this is a very unique experience. So basically, the the structure of it is that people apply every year, and we accept uh, eight or nine. The last two years we've done nine. We started with six and then we did uh, two years of eight and then we've done two years of nine cadets. And uh, so they apply from all over the world. Um, we look at the, uh, I look at the applications, kind of try to see who's kind of most excited to come and who seems like it would be a good fit for the group morale and stuff like that. You know, not as important how advanced your work is because that's not kind of the point. Yeah. The whole point of Go Scout Training Camp is to really get in here and figure out what kind of character you want to be, who you want to be in your life, and what you want your life to be. You know, part mm. of the application process is starting to fill in a five-year plan. And, and again, it's not so much what's on the paper of that five-year plan. It's training your mind to start thinking in terms of the grander vision because yeah. when you really start to work a five-year plan and let that seep into your to your brain tissue, then just when you're out making little decisions every day, you're subconsciously aiming it towards all the, you know, all the things that you're doing. So you're, you're looking for the signs out in the world, but also just on a subconscious level, you're already focused in that direction. And That's it's so making the powerful. decisions for you, yes. just like you said about the routine this morning. Yeah. Yeah, like you, you know, you don't wake up and say, "Do I feel like working out?" Right. You, you just work do it. out. Right, right, right. Out. Like I love yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast, and yeah. he wakes up and works hard every morning. He goes, "Most mornings I don't want to work out, but I work out every day because yeah. I want to be someone that works out." And this that is vision part of works that same right. way. I'm exactly. Like, I'm not making a decision today. I already know right. where I'm going. Right. Exactly. So, and yeah. to keep working it, your your plan changes. A five year plan yes. is actually a ten year plan, and you're lucky if you get two and a half years worth of stuff accomplished there. But that's true. But that will be enough to keep you locked into your dream. You know, yep. jump your dream as soon as possible and work it out don't say i'm gonna i'm gonna someday i'm gonna get to my dream no no no. because you're when you get there when you get the opportunity to do it when you're set up for it you're you're not going to be ready you're not going to be toned you're not going to be have that edge you got to be in the dream working it so anyway so when they get here basically it's a 30-day camp it's the it's actually a little bit more 31 days right however however many days are in the month of august they come here they arrive on august 1st and they stay till september 1st Mm -hmm. this is how we've done it the last five years and um 
basically at 6 a.m. we wake up every day and we do we get we throw on the jock jams dun, 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 dun. so you know we, we throw on the up, jock jams so pop it up pop it out everybody pop jumps out of their tent um you know within within about five ten minutes of waking up we're sitting here we're, we're we're starting with stretches we've been starting with yoga stretches this year maybe about 10 minutes of yoga stretching to get loose and then we do two sets of 50 jumping jacks we do maximum push-ups and sit-ups and then one day we run up the hill um where it's maybe about like i don't know a quarter of a mile up and down and we got now we, this year we put in a basketball hoop at the top so you're doing a layup yeah. at the top of the run which is incredible <laughs> and uh and then we uh ended off with um with uh five minutes of just mindful meditation and just kind of being very happy and putting that kind of buddha mm. smile on your face and letting it permeate and uh, being grateful and just connecting again that idea of you're a creative mm. animal just on this living planet this unique planet that you know it's amazing that it exists and that we're in this infinite so it's always a, it's always like a very practical thing that we talk about yeah. about like business stuff and like different creating a unique product and differentiating yourself in the marketplace but also hell you're a magical creative yeah. animal on this like unbelievable planet that, yes. that should not exist and we're it's like hurtling through space you know we're flying around this giant nuclear fire in yeah. space and like if you can bounce between all those points of view i think it starts to kind of like rip your mind yes. open and you go oh my god you know if you can contain like th these different ideas in your mind at the same time so so camp uh so it's a lot about kind of like combining these ideas of the practical world but also the magical world mm. because that's your that's dream your dream exists between there right a lot of people think of idealism as like this completely removed idea like mm. an idealistic thing needs to be so pure but like no 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 idealism is where you start and then when the rubber hits the road when you try to bring that 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 usually half formed Un, un, um, you know, undeveloped, like probably a bad idea to start with. It's like, you know, based on not a lot of uh, knowledge, but more like just desire to do this thing. Mm. When you try to birth that into reality, immediately there's going to be all these complications. Totally. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be painful. And you need to get through that first hump of it before you start to see, okay, I can see it changes. And then you can see, okay, now I see how I can do mm -hmm. this, right? You're, the way you see it in the beginning, it's almost never going to translate yes. into reality that way. You, it's gonna, you're going to need to fail at the first t attempt of it and then regroup and say, okay, how can I, what parts of my dream can make it into mm -hmm. reality? And then how can I start with that and then, how do I iterate and then work and back towards where I want it to go? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it like uh, having your head in the clouds and then your hands in the dirt. Right. And I exactly. love that idea. Exactly. I think That's exactly when you're in the clouds, you're thinking, That's literally you see this vision, do. you think it's so perfect, it's yeah. all going to just happen. It's going to yeah. lead the way. And all I got to do is keep my head in the clouds. Yeah. But as soon as you go put your hand to the till it's right. like wait a second it's not going to happen that right. easily exactly. it's going to be messy exactly. it's going to go failures exactly. but you have to do both right you can't be all spiritual being all up at the top and right. never do the business right. never do right. the you got to do both you got to go back you and forth do both right a lot of times i think that artists in particular think that it's a magical process and when you're inspired you sit down and 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 you know you make this piece and someone's so, of course they should realize mm -hmm. how great this is and that's called a hobby. That's yeah, great. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. That's great. where we all start. That's yep. where I started. That's where everybody starts. That's called a hobby. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if you want to take that into the professional realm, you need to start thinking of it as a business. And yes. you get up every day and work on it, whether you're feeling it or not, whether you have a job or not. That's You need to make it into you your own business, right? 
So yeah, so we start with the workout at 6 a.m. Then we break at 6:30 and eat a breakfast. They get they you know they bust out whatever they want. Nice little breakfast, half an hour, and then at 7 a.m. we uh, get busy in, with the forest work. We've got a couple cabs, couple small cabins that we built here out of logs that we cut down. We've got some uh, cool log platforms that we're working on, drawing shelters up in the woods. We've got a couple wooden teepees built. All on the website, people can people can check it out. Um, and uh and then uh, so we do that till noon and then we break for lunch and uh you know people eat a little lunch take a little nap if they want to and then at one o'clock uh, we get busy on uh, the drawing projects and they draw up until six at dinner time and then they'll break for dinner at six and hopefully keep on working you know until 10 o'clock bedtime in the evening um you know there's obviously you know socializing hanging out by the campfire tons of bonding everybody's sitting around drawing together everybody's talking while they're working together you know mm. it's, it's very much a real intense bonding experience yeah. between all these people none of them know each other once in a while someone's friend will will apply and get accepted and stuff but for the vast majority these people come from different places in america different cultures in america they come from different cultures outside of america we've had you know australia the uk mexico we've got Sarajevo this here uh, Bosnia Herzegovina um, so coming really coming from all over the world it's and amazing. just coming together and be, and just and by the time the month's over you know just such a bond between the group mm-hmm. everybody's having so much fun so yeah Monday through Friday that's the schedule and then every Wednesday we do uh, like a communal dinner where they break up into teams and two of the kids will go out and they'll get um, they'll get the ingredients and cook up a group dinner for everybody and then we have the outdoor movie night in the outdoor movie theater um, and then uh, on Saturdays, we have the Shack Barbecue where we listen to the Shack Diesel CD. And we have a little cookout <laughs> down in the VIP yeah. zone. And then we watch the outdoor movies. So we do two outdoor movies a week. Which and is like then- a giant... Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a 12 by 15 screen that's hung up in, in the forest, in between the trees, and we've, we're projecting over a brook mm. uh, onto this screen. We watch a lot of, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was like, so far we've watched um, Commando, um, Akira, uh, Top Gun, Predator, Tech and Concrete. Uh, we just watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's always a secret what the movie's going to yeah. be until we pop it off, so people are wondering. We may, you know, guess guess what movie we're watching? And, uh, so, it's, you know, it's, it's just really fun i mean really just trying to create all the elements to me that made my childhood like so much fun you know yeah, it's like watching yeah. arnold schwarzenegger movies and you're building forts in the woods <sighs> and you're drawing comics and cartoons and it's just an adult fantasy version of that yeah so that's the monday through friday routine and then uh, every saturday depending on weather we switch saturday and sunday around they're kind of malleable but one of those days usually saturday is going to be an all-day drawing day where we get up work out eat breakfast and then we get to drawing on the projects all day and then, um, and then uh, Sunday is we get up, work out, and we go out to one of the state parks in Vermont, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. New Hampshire. And we do, we usually start with uh, like a, a lake, like a nice lake, and we'll do a swimming day at the beach. And people are bringing their work and hanging out mm-hmm. and cooking out and drawing. And then we, we start with a, you know, we start with a, a four mile hike. One, so usually like this week, it, this week we went to Crystal Lake in Barton, New Hampshire, uh, Barton, Vermont first, which is a beautiful state park. Then we went over to Lake Elmore the second weekend 
and that's a really nice lake with a with a little fire tower hike above the lake. So you hike up two miles, you get to climb this fire tower, get an amazing view of the landscape, mm. come back down, and uh, you know four mi- four miles altogether. So people are people are starting to build it up a little bit, and they've been working out every day, so people are feeling mm-hmm. pretty good. And then last weekend, this this past weekend when you arrived, we jumped right into the seven and a half yeah. mile hike, <laughs> a camel's hump, which is uh, which is probably the most challenging hike of the month. It's got a lot of like just steep rock scrambling and climbing up rock stairs and stuff. So that's that one starts to get a little challenging for yeah. people. It's really fun. They're digging deep. They're like, why the f are we climbing this mountain i'm just here to draw you know but it's about just pushing people outside of their comfort zones it's about in a safe and very very safe and organized and i mean there's kids climbing up these mountains too it's not like we're not we're not climbing with ropes i mean we're not throwing anybody in to something where they're going to fail at we want to set people up to succeed not to fail it's not it's not the kind of camp where we're trying to push people break you down we're not breaking people i never want to break anybody people definitely hit certain breaking points yes but but it's usually kind of based on their own kind of limitations it's usually more like in a you know usually little emotional things that they're going through at the time and you know the social aspect or the pressure of producing i think just the pressure of like showing work every day Mm -hmm. and stuff to this group of strangers is some of the most challenging stuff for people but you're connecting you can you keep connecting pushing yourself mentally physically connecting that to being a great artist yeah we're talking about you have one brain and your brain is working the same every time whether you're working out in the morning whether you're climbing a mountain whether you're socializing with your friends or whether you're at your desk working so you know if you're training your mind if you're making friends with your mind you you know everybody has voices in their head Mm -hmm. and you know if if you if you're not building up your self-esteem there's going to be a lot of voices in your head that are undermining you that are saying you're not good enough you don't belong in this certain situation you know these people are doing so much better than you you know you really want to tone down the voices that are undermining you. You know, you. I say you wouldn't hang around with 10 people. You wouldn't be in the middle of a crowd of people that were all berating you and telling you that you weren't good enough. You would leave that situation. Yes, yeah. So don't allow voices in your head that are cutting you down. You know, of course, there's voices in your head that are going to, you know, tell you, hey, you're in a dangerous situation. Hey, this person isn't good for you. You know, there's yeah, those things yeah, are good, yeah. but you don't want, you don't want like bad self-esteem to be cutting you down and stuff like that. And you don't want to be hearing like, your parents' expectations of yeah, you that don't yeah. have to do with your dreams in your head and your yep. teachers and all this stuff, you know. So you really want to tone down the negative voices in your head. You want to really focus on, again, just pumping up and exercising and hanging out with the cool voices in your head yeah. that are like, you can do it. This is you. You can push yourself further. So so we talk about you have one brain in your head and you're using it. You know, it's going to apply to everything that you do. So you need to be really good friends with the voices in your head. You need to, and you need to, your brain needs to be there for you when you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to develop a great relationship. So when it comes time to say, okay, can I do this or not? Your brain will go, yes, you can do this. This yep. is important to you. You can do this. You yep. know, it's so important. So, so yeah, with the workouts, with the hikes, it all ties in. I mean, it, it's, it's what, it's, it's, it's what I did in the woods that allowed me to then have the strength and the vision and the and the unique perspective that I had, you know, going into the next phase of my career there, you know, and doing yeah. and doing what I did, you know. And yeah, so I think that's such a huge part of camp is is just challenging people and everyone I know to a person, everyone leaves here saying, Wow, I did so much more than I thought I was yeah. capable of doing as a human being. Just you know, some people so much power. Right, some people will come, you know, like, like, uh, you know, there was a reporter here earlier and he's asking people, you know, do you think coming here will be good for your career? And, 
you know, I think if you only think of it in terms of your career coming here, you know, that's you're missing part of the picture. You this you're is about this is together. this is about your you as a person because mm -hmm. your career is not going to mean anything without you as a first. You're a human being. Yeah, you're this you're this you are you. So you need to be you need to be you need to think about what's going to make you happy. It's just like what you said. You don't want to focus on the outcome. You want to focus yeah. on the process. Yep. You don't want to focus on the rewards of your career. You want to focus on sitting at your desk, having fun doing. Yes. that's what's going to keep you there no reward is going to make it keep you do, going through yeah. it again once you've had a few awards you're going to go okay i think i did what i came here to do yep. you know saying but if if the joy is in the process of it then you're always going to be fully engaged you're always going to be digging in deeper you can always push harder you can always work it work in a different way mm. you know you'll always have a direction to go if that's your attitude of where do i go next you yep. know what i'm saying and just stay hungry i think it's so important to me I think it's so important to set up a life for yourself where you are challenged and you're staying hungry. You know, right now I'm sitting in 25 acres that I bought for myself that is my dream life to just develop this into like an amazing art park mm. to share with everybody full of little nooks and crannies of discovery that mm. you can go draw in and hang out in and spend time in and do all this fun stuff in. You know, I'm, I'm choosing to build my own house, which is an insane project that yeah. I really am just starting to figure out how to do after five years of doing it you know so so i've set up a life where i get up every day and i'm looking at like insulation in the wall i need to do like i i, I really think there's so yeah. much to setting up a life that is challenging for yourself yeah. i think it's so oh, underrated yeah. i think so many people gravitate towards comfort immediately and you want to have comfort you don't want to be sleeping on a bed of nails i mean some people like that but i'm not right. i don't want to be i'm not trying to torture myself no. i'm an extremely happy person i'm extremely fulfilled because every day i get up and i'm fully engaged with my life. I'm meeting my challenges head on. You know, I'm fully engaged in them. What's next? What's the next project? There's something to throwing yourself in the deep end. Exactly. It's the Absolutely. idea of jumping right into your dream and uh -huh. just living in it. That's going to make you so fulfilled. You know, in the moment, it's nicer to just sit there for a day and do nothing. But the next day, at the end of the day, you're like, oh, man, you don't feel fulfilled. You no. know, it's nice in the moment, but you always want to find that balance of, of, of feeling good in the moment, but also having that moment set you up to feel good in the next moment yeah. as well. And, and on and on and on. Like I've, I always say during camp, one of my favorite things is that my body is constantly sore. It's such a fulfilling yeah. feeling that your body is just constantly, there's some part of your body that's so sore yeah, yeah. because you've been working so hard, but you know that that soreness is strength. You know, yes. it's, it's so, such a good feeling, you know? And, and even if you're a pleasure junkie, we talked about this, which I am like a yeah. pleasure junkie. I love pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. That find that the, it's a sweeter pleasure when yeah. you've had to work for it yeah yeah absolutely yeah, really. yeah. and also yeah. you know it's just like it's just like that thing where you know the the and this is shifting gears a little bit but the bacteria in your gut uh. is going to dictate what kind of food you crave so if you eat a lot of junk food your body is going to tell you that junk food is really good keep mm -hmm. eating that that's really yummy that's really yummy and um, but if you switch to eating a much healthier diet, like I've this last year and a half, I've been really focusing on optimizing my diet and being super new, super, super, super good food. That's mm. really going to make my mind sharp. That's going to make my body feeling good. You know, I'm 36 years old now. I want to go into my 40s being in my best health possible for yeah. my kids and just yep. for my career. You know, just like we were talking about with athletes, everything that they do is streamlined 
and 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 trained to so when they step on that court the most elite athletes in the world they step on that field to play they're dialed in they're ready to go they're nothing they've done every possible thing to prepare for what they're going to do and when i sit down to draw i want to be in my absolute best productive zone so i can just destroy it yeah you know what i'm saying so again, I forgot where we jumped off from this. I don't oh, know. oh, oh, the gut biome. So yeah, so it, so when you start to eat healthier, then you start to crave healthy food. It's yes. literally, it's not, it's not. I like sweets. It's there are alien yeah. life forms <laughs> living in your stomach that came from shitty food yes. that are craving more, more of their of friends to yeah. come and have a shitty party in your stomach and destroy your body yes. and make your mind oh out of focus and, and life make just you, works and make this you want to be lazy, right? And this is. Yeah. just the biology of life okay yes. this is definitely science you know yeah, man. i heard this on a radio lab <laughs> as we it's can say with any true. scientific yeah, yeah. but no i think there actually wasn't yeah, yeah. About this. but um but yeah so when you shift over that your palate is shaped by what's in your gut and uh-huh. and and your motivations are actually very shaped by what's in your gut because if you're putting shitty fuel in your body you are going to have a low motor you're going to be not as motivated as you should be mm-hmm. so it starts with those things of and, and when you exercise, it's not just like, I'm getting strong, I'm going to look good today, and I'm going to feel better. No, no, you're actually releasing all these chemicals that are that are making your body more healthy. Mm. You're working your joints. You're, you're setting yourself up to feel good. You're setting yourself up to get up and feel like you're energized. Your you're mind fresh, you're and your body in. are connected. In exactly, this way, yeah. exactly. I think a lot of people in general... And, you know, I think, uh, you know, just aren't that holistic in their thinking about yes. their vision of their life. Yeah. And I think especially artists, again, they don't think about being healthy, being having high self-esteem, yeah. being physically fit and just getting those chemicals pumping through your body that are going to pump you up. all connected. You know, and yeah, I think the opposite. Almost a lot of artists are maybe, maybe more introverted, maybe more, you know, uh, have some anxieties and stuff like that. But that isn't you. That's just where you're at. True. You can choose where you want to go with that but you do have to do the hard work of getting up it's like it's that thing of saying okay do I feel like working out today no of course you don't you got to get up and do it you know what I'm saying so it's the thing of like who you want to be it all comes back to me it's all the same thing all comes back to who you want to be what you want to do in your life if you want to be if you want to do your best artwork it starts with the attitude that you wake up with in the morning it starts with what you're putting in your body it starts with the voices in your head it starts with the voices in your life mm. the people around you you know oh, what i'm saying absolutely. if your parents are cutting you down you need to find a way to tune that out yep. if your friends are doing nothing with their life you shouldn't be spending every day you with them. You know what I'm saying? Surround yes. yourself with people you, like the people you want exactly. to be. Exactly. You need to. You need to really uh, create a life for yourself that is going to get you to where you yeah, want to go. You know, you can't live in these dire circumstances and then think that you know you're going to the accomplish something that's going to pull you out of there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you have to build it up one step at a time. Yep. Like, like Stephen King wrote, has the book has a book about writing called yeah. On Writing, yep. and he talks about preparing a beautiful nest for your muse to come and arrive mm-hmm. in. And I love that That's metaphor. Awesome. I love that visual. You know, you're not just sitting down and like waiting and tapping your, you know, how, how well, my muse is late, my muse is late. You need to do everything you possibly can so that when you're there, you sit down, your mm. muse is right there with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're 100% ready to go and yeah. do work that's going to get you more work. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't just want to be spinning your wheels. I think a lot of people sit at their desk and they're doing work and they're doing this and that, but things aren't happening. 
you know, because you need to every I think every time you sit down to draw, you need to have the mentality that no matter how complicated or simple this project is, I'm here to do my best drawing. And mm -hmm. like we said, it's not going to you're not going to be able to do your best drawing every time. But if you sit down with that mentality, every third or fourth drawing, you're going to be making a major breakthrough mm -hmm. and you're going to be hitting that and you're going to go, oh, my God, I'm so excited about this is the best drawing I've ever done. And then when other people see that drawing, they're going to be wowed. If you're getting wowed by what you're drawing, yes. other people are going to be wowed by Absolutely. what you're drawing and they're going to want to get involved with what you're doing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's going to allow you to do it more. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's which cycle are you in? Are you in a cycle that's going in a negative direction? Or are you in a cycle that's going in a positive direction? Because if you're chilling in neutral, things are kind of passing you by. Yeah. And that can become, if that isn't already negative, it's basically headed towards negativity. Yes. So you always want to be taking little steps, even if it's the littlest of things. Having a whiteboard where you're writing down a couple goals for mm -hmm. the week. You know, even if you're not ready to sit down and wrap your head around a five-year plan or this yep. and that. You know, start small, but just get into to the routine of it because the routine is what it's going to make you Absolutely. easy you know as we were saying at this morning's workout i think literally the difference between success and failure is getting up and saying am i going to do this today and the people that are in the routine of it where they don't have to ask themselves that question where they are just doing it automatically yes. yep. they are already succeeding if you're yep. standing there saying am i going to do this today you're already creating such a challenge for yourself because so there's maybe that's maybe, the battle. Maybe two out of seven days you're gonna be that hyped up and that yes. aligned, especially if you're not thinking in the ways of like, am I having the right nutrients? Am I getting the right amount of sleep? Am I all dialed in? Am I am I am I full of inspiration? Have mm -hmm. I just totally opened books and listened to move and listen to music and watch movies that are like getting me a peak levels of inspiration? Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Just inspiration yeah, loading is yeah, so important. Yeah. You can't just sit down at your desk and start you know drawing you can't run a marathon without putting fuel in you True. need to constantly be pumping inspiration so it's all these things but if you can remove the one thing where you go am i in the mood to do this if you can create a routine that removes that from your life Forget you are going mood. to yes. succeed at what Absolutely. you want to do that's the one hardest thing and it's so simple people would say that's not it that's definitely it not is it. it it's that's, that's it. it that is the one thing that is the difference between the people that are going to get to choose have more choice in where their life is headed because you can never control it all but you can control yourself a lot and your routines because, you know, some people think, oh, I'm just not that schedule oriented. I'm just not. Nobody is to begin no, with. You know no. what I'm saying? Nobody is. If there was one person out in the wilderness, they would have a different, they, you know, who knows what they would be doing. I don't even know. And what, you got to figure out what, what works for you because the experts will say, this is the most ideal routine. Right. But but the important thing is that you have a routine. Right. Not that some, it's no, like everybody else. Be, some people might like to work late at night. Yep. Some people, maybe your thing is that if you work every day, you get burnt out. Maybe you work every other day and then you produce it as much as if you work for two days there's no wrong it's way to do it if you just keep experimenting with it and figuring it out you know what i'm saying because yep. then once you you know if someone's in if someone wants to have kids and stuff like that you had kids early on so you were kind yep. of doing that from the beginning but i didn't have kids till i was 10 years in and then it like rocks it you're like oh my god all my routines and schedules yeah. are being blown apart <laughs> yeah. by these animals that are invading my life and i have to keep them alive you know yeah. and so 
you know, you know, again, you, you know, once you, you have to have the ability to then tear those down and build up new routines. And that's mm. a real struggle. I mean, totally. that's, you know, that's something that I've been working with, trying to balance that family life with my, you know, kind of like building life with my with my illustration life. And that that's a really full plate. Now, m- most totally. people aren't going to be taking totally. on most people aren't crazy enough to try to take on that much stuff. But, you know, it, it's the same principles. It's that life is going to throw you curveballs. So be ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, if I was if Get I'm in the gravitation not, yeah, of the routine. Yeah, if I was if I was much more kind of like, you know, kind of, I've, oh, I've had my 10-year career. I've kind of gotten a little sloppier. I'm resting on my laurels a little bit. You know, I have done Adventure I've Time. I've done the world. Yeah, the, I'm going to. The yeah, most popular yeah, right, TV show right. I'm of just our gonna, decade. I'm just going to chill and I'm going to work it out. And then my kids came along. I would never be able to find any time to do work. You know, True. I've had, to, I've had yes. to try. I've had to try several different motivated schedules yeah, in the last yeah. five years and that is really hard you oh, know to try is. to completely shift your schedule have that not work okay go back to the drawing board try to completely shift it again so you know as your life gets fuller and richer it's one thing you know when you're in a cabin and you're a young guy and you're doing your own thing or yep. a young lady you know you're in you know you're you're single you're doing your own thing it's a whole nother thing to then try to add on to that and i know you know a lot of people do want to have a family yeah, yeah. and a lot of people do want to go do other things with their life you know so so, you know, but again, it comes down to that. You have one brain, train your brain to be able to work with, yes. to be able to work with you, have it be a reliable friend, not an undermining counterpart. Mm-hmm. You know, your brain should not be a liability to you. It should be your greatest strength. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But it takes time putting in that mental work, getting to know your, getting to know your habits, mm. getting, being very real about your weaknesses, exploring your weaknesses. What makes the, what, what, yes. why are they there? Yeah. What, exploring your successes. What's working about this? Why is this that working so well? Self-awareness and Yeah, exactly. You know, and that all ties into the intuition. The more self-aware you are, the more, the more introspective you are, mm. the more in touch that your, your introspection and your intuition are, are, are best friends. You know, they're, they're right. They're talking to each other so yep. get get you know get that get that just get that get that brain trust you know have mm. your board of directors yes. be the, the best yeah. you know just pick them pick them all pick them all carefully yeah, and have yeah. that round table in your mind of like all right guys what do we do now and yes. hear those different voices bouncing around and okay let's try that out let's see mm-hmm. how it works you know you know ready to fail you know yeah. <laughs> you know all right well we better wrap it up i yeah. gotta go catch a flight but yep. i just I'm so happy to have got to do this. It was amazing to see. It was a totally different experience. And yeah. I think it's like the holiest work. It just is amazing. And yeah. it's, I'm so glad that yeah. you're doing it, man. Well, as soon as I heard the podcast, I was like, this guy knows exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get us both in the woods. Dude, it's going to be yes. amazing. These kids are just going to be like overload of, you know, of, of, of energetic, yeah. inspirational information. You know? Yeah, man, dude, it was so good. Thanks <laughs> for right. having me. All right. All right, that's it. Thank you, Dan, for having me out. You are the man. You are so inspiring. You're doing amazing work. You're being so generous by having these people out on your land and teaching them all the good stuff that you know. Uh, Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. You are fantastic. I hope to see you soon, buddy. Okay, everybody. Thanks for all the love and support. Hey, if you love this podcast, go give it a review on iTunes. That helps the show grow. Uh, would mean a lot to me. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the love. Okay.
Don't forget to check out our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find the show at illustrationage.com slash Talk. Thanks to all the music people. Got to thank Yoni Wolf of the band Y for our theme music. Thanks to Nate Utesh from the band Metavari for the other tunes. You can find their stuff at soundcloud.com slash Metavari. Go check it out. Great work music. All right. Thank you, guys. I will be back next week with with an episode of all kinds of good stuff. I'm planning it out right now, having a good time. All right. Thanks, guys. Speak soon. Stay. Oh, I had a hiccup right when I was going to say it. Stay pepped up. <laughs>